Kia ora, everybody. I'm Emily, um, if you don't know me. Um, it's so exciting to be talking in front of all of you today. Anna asked me to share on one of my favourite proverbs this week. Um, so I'm going to be sharing from Proverbs 16. Uh, the verse I wanted to share just immediately popped into my head when she sent me the message and I just knew straight away it is what I wanted to share. So today we're going to be talking about how we can have wisdom when we are making plans, which is a huge part of all of our lives, is planning. Uh, so I'm just going to kick straight off. We're going to read, um, if you've got Bibles, head to Proverbs chapter 16. Uh, verse 1 to 9. Um, I'll just read the first few verses and then skip through to verse 9 because that's what we're focusing on today. Okay. And all the verses I'm reading today are from NLT version. So, <laughs> starting from verse 1. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. And then skipping through to verse 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Okay, I want to kick off today with a question. Um, hands up if at any point in your life you have made a mental timeline of what you want to achieve. So I'm talking like married at 21, house at 25, you know, like moving overseas at 30. Come on, be honest, who's done it? <laughs> that's right. Now, put your hand down if that's actually all worked out or well, gone to plan. No. No, no one's timeline really goes to plan. And I think this is an important thing to talk about, especially in our 20s, because we're all making plans and it feels like we're all doing very different things. And it's so easy to look to the person next to us and think, why aren't I doing that? What am I doing? What is my life? What's going to happen over the next 30 years? Like, I think there's just a lot of anxiety about that for our age group. And I don't think it really stops. Planning is important at all times of life. Um, personally, I love to plan. I think I was planning our family holidays by the time I was eight years old and I've already ordered my diary for 2023 to get organised. I, I love to plan. Um, but God has really challenged me in this area and I found that um, the closer I've drawn to him, the less my personal plans seem to matter and the more I can just relax into the plans that he has for me. And I think I've also learned that when things are completely derailed, you're about to go on a pretty cool adventure um, and that's when you grow closest to God. And if my original plan had worked out, I would not be in this church. I would not be in this country. I don't think I would be saved, to be honest. And I'm so grateful to God that all my plans were derailed um, so that I can be here. So looking at verse 1 of that section. Um, so the first and the last verse, they kind of repeat, it, repeat themselves so you know um, they're important. But looking at verse 1, um, which says, We can make our plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. So it's like we can do what we want, but there's a but there. So ultimately, but God decides. We can do what we want, but God decides, which is cool because then you're like, well, what do I do now? Like, cool, he's deciding. Where do we go from here? How do we have wisdom when we're making plans? 
So when I was reading this um, passage, three um, pieces of wisdom stood out to me that kind of related to three different themes, and that is of surrender, humility, and motivation. So we're going to start off looking at what surrender means um, in terms of making plans. So verse 3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Now, this sounds really easy. <laughs> just, just, you know, let it go. But it's not. It's a really, really hard thing to do. And I think it requires daily surrender. It's not just something, you know, you, you're in New Year's and you're like, all right, 2023, I'm Lord, you do what you want. It's like every single day you have to wake up and say, this day is yours, God. What do you want um, me to do with it? And Matthew says in chapter 6, verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. And I really, really believe that when God is in your plans and you're following what he wants you to be doing, there is peace in the surrender. So even though it's really challenging, there's like, and it's not, it doesn't make sense to the rest of the world what you're doing or what you're choosing to do, but if it's lining up with God's will, then you will just have that peace that surpasses all understanding, which it talks about in um, Philippians 4 verse 6. So I think an important question to ask when we're talking about surrender and making plans are, are your future plans going to glorify God? And I think that's a real key guiding question is, I want to do A, B, C, D, E, and I don't know what to decide. Well, I think automatically just eliminate anything that isn't going to bring glory to God. It's a really quick way to kind of figure out, you know, what, what should I be doing? And is there something that you need to be surrendering in your life right now? But the thing is, we can't surrender our plans without humility. Because to surrender means putting our trust in God's plans and not our own. And that requires humility to take a step back and be like, oh, okay, the world doesn't revolve around me. This is actually God's. And what does that look like? So um, verse 4 says, The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. And that last bit of the verse is depressing, but it also reminds us that God is you know, his thoughts are higher than ours. He, he knows what's going on. And I think this is just a reminder to be humble and let God be God. It's really hard to be a control freak and to trust God at the same time, especially when our timelines keep falling further and further off track. Now, I get overwhelmed by this. So a verse I turn to when I'm like, but what does it mean to be humble? Um, is 1 Peter 5, verse 6 to 7. And it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. I love the fact that God is kind and that he cares and that we can go to him. Like if we're upset, something's not gone to plan in our lives. He just wants us to run to him and to talk to him about it, whether that means just like finding a spot where you know you can switch off and just pray, whatever it looks like to you, we can run to him and humble ourselves under him and remember like his timing, his timing is better than our timing. And I think it causes us to rely on him more when we have humility, which is ultimately just going to help us live out the fruits of the Spirit. But Proverbs also asks us to look at our motivation. So verse 2 says, People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord 
examines their motives. Now, God is so much smarter than us. Like we, we will make plans and do things and be like, yeah, we're doing this with like the most pure intentions. But really the next stage of our life, we're doing it because oh, we'll start earning more money or which isn't necessarily always a bad thing, but it's a different type of intention. We'll earn more money or we'll get into, um, you know, we'll meet the right people. We'll be viewed as successful in the world's eyes. Even when we think, we're doing it for God. And like God, I think he knows, he knows what we're up to. And we all have them. We all have those thoughts, um, but the wrong ones can quite easily take us off track. So what do we do here? How do we fix our, fix our motives? And I think the biggest thing is prayer. Um, that's been the most key thing in my life. When you go to God and you say, I don't like this about myself. I feel like my motives are skewed. Please, God, help me change my desires and give me clarity on my plans. I want my plans to line up with the best version of who you've made me to be. I think just that continual prayer is a game changer. And the second important thing in terms of changing your motives is um, the people around you. Going, going to people that you trust and asking them, hey, you know me, I'm thinking of doing this. Um, what do you think about it? Um, ask them to pray for you. Um, look at the word, you know, read the word. Um, seek out wisdom. The people around you have gone through things before you and they have wisdom in those areas, um, especially people who are um, older than us. A lot of us in this room now are in our 20s or 30s, but especially going to people who have like already walked that walk, you know, a long time ago. I think we need to rely on our community more. It's so vital when making good plans. Um, when I made the decision to move back here to New Zealand, Everybody in my life was just so supportive of it because they could clearly see that's what God was calling me to do. And then I, I know I, that if that wasn't the case, I would say, hmm, I think you should think twice about that. So the right people in your life are a game changer. And just praying to God, this, um, I love this verse in Psalm 51 verse 10. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. Just praying that prayer, you know, I want my motivation to line up with yours. So looping back to, um, we go back to the Proverbs section, to verse 9. And I love this verse. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So again, it's kind of similar to verse 1, which means you know it's really important if it's being repeated. And the ultimate message here is that our plans can be big, but God's are bigger. And if you ever forget how big God is, I remember um, my science teacher in grade eight um, showed us this video. I'm sure many of you have heard of Louis Giglio and he's talking about um, the stars and how they get, and the planets and how they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the more you watch the video, just the smaller and smaller and smaller you feel. <laughs> and it humbles you because you realise, oh, like God is huge. And sometimes it's just getting that perspective um, really helps when you're trying to make good plans. And this isn't something that we have to fear either because Romans 8.28 says all things work together for the good of those who love him. Now, a story in the Old Testament, which I think shows us how plans can be completely derailed, is the story of Joseph. I'm sure many of you know it. Um, essentially, Joseph was a great guy. He was like the golden child. His father loved him more than all of his other brothers, which is 
questionable, um, but that's how it was. And the brothers didn't like him for that, so they actually tried to kill him, which is a little bit dramatic, but um, they didn't even succeed. There were like 11 of them, and they didn't even succeed. So then they um, sent him off to slavery, and he was a good and honest person, but they just were jealous of him, and through this slavery, he, you know, he was still remained to be good and honest, but ended up in this really hard situation. Now, fast forward, um, he ends up interpreting a dream for Pharaoh. And this dream ended up saving the whole of Egypt from a famine, um, which is crazy. Like Joseph never would have planned that. He would have just thought, you know, I'm going to look after my family. I'm going to provide, look after my father. And God had completely different plans. And in the midst of it, he's like, what is going on here? I don't understand what's going on. But then Joseph could look back years later and see that, oh, like that's what God was doing. There was a plan there all along. And I'm not going to stand here and you know, guess why bad things happen and why plans, you know, don't go to plan and why people um, struggle in so many different ways. But I really believe that we will see the why, whether it's not here in earth, on earth, I believe it will be in eternity in our final home and we'll have the perspective then and the peace then. And sometimes when things are really dire, that's, that's what we can hold on to as Christians. So to conclude, what do we do about this um, going forward? Um, I think firstly, just being open to the opportunities that God has for you, not being so like locked into doing ABC in a certain way, being so formulaic. Like just if a door opens quite easily and obviously and it feels like you have peace about it, that's God. Like step into that. Uh, Secondly, to seek wisdom from the Word of God but also from Um, the people in your life. Um, They love you, they care for you and they can help you when making those plans and decisions. We don't have to carry this on our own. Open up to someone if you're struggling, like plans aren't going this way, I don't know what to do at a crossword, at a crossroad, sorry. Just go to the people in your life and let it out. And the final thing is to thank God, which seems like a real token thing to put there. Like, yeah, of course. But um, I think thanking God, whether your plans are working out or not, according to your own timeline, it brings glory to him. It shows when you thank him, even when you're unsure of what he's doing, it brings you closer to him. It grows that relationship and the communication um, and more and more of that peace um, starts to flood in. So I'm just going to close in prayer now. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for every single person in this room. Thank you that you have good plans for all of us, whether we see them now or not. Lord God, give us wisdom, um, looking forward to the future as to um, what we should be doing with our lives. Lord God, um, you you can give us peace in this area. Um, Thank you, God, that we can look at your word and learn how to be wise uh, when making plans and um, living for you, God. Amen.